0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com.
0: Live.
2: The telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603 283 6160. I don't know. I'm singing yeah. the last number. 603 283 6160. But it's not an O, it's zero. It is zero. <laughs> don't You're right. know. It is, yes. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain.
3: Steve Classic.
4: And Nikki.
2: Uh, we just had a Pretty interesting first hour. Yeah. yeah. Talking to Daniel Bonnier of uh, Vermont. Paulett uh, who yeah Paulet uh, somewhere West near Paul West Paulette. Uh he owns 30 acres out there he built uh, a bit of a farm and a uh, a firearms a, uh, a golf range training facility yeah. if you will He had a couple different firing ranges and mm. would have you know different people come up. anybody who wanted to train you know could come up and you know have a safe place to do so like yeah. out of the mm. way like 30 acres is a lot of land right oh, absolutely. you know what I mean so like right. out of the way right it's safe right and, you know nobody's gonna you know be hit by like a string thing coming out of his firing range you know that right. kind of a thing so like downtown he,
3: bridgeport connecticut
2: yeah, he got all the permits and everything that he needed to get he jumped through all the hoops and yet the town is trying to railroad him uh it's a pretty interesting case uh, you can uh, just search daniel bonnier b-a-n-y-a-i there's a bunch of news articles about him in a situation there's also some youtube videos hmm. of him fighting these people as well so Uh, I want to thank him again for calling in and sharing his story. Before we go on, I need to tell you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. With fees of less than a penny per transaction, Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use. Dash. You can learn more at dash. dot org. That's dash. dot org. Uh, all right. So, did you guys have any other thoughts on that?
5: Dash. It's
3: great.
2: No, on <laughs> I love Dash. <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. On Daniel's situation. Okay. All right. We'll move on.
3: Well, what about the uh, the give send? He had the uh, give send. Call, yeah. Right?
4: The... Free Sil- slate ridge. Is that what it was?
2: Um, oh, I accidentally closed it. I'll find uh... it again. Uh, Just hit the free We'll, we'll, and we'll post and it right? on
4: our socials, um, and there's also a really great uh, YouTube video that I'll be sure to. Uh,
2: it's a uh, Gibsongo.com forward slash stand w slate ridge stand with okay. slate ridge. The W is short for yeah with, with right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> giftsandgo dot forward slash stand w slate ridge. So,
4: yeah. there we go. And there was a YouTube video that did a pretty nice summary. It's like 30-minute-long YouTube video um, that I can send to you, Captain, if you want to get that posted on our yeah. socials and whatnot.
2: We can do that. Um, yeah. bef- uh, so, we've done that. Let's go right away to, we have another caller. Uh, un- Unscreen caller, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hello. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say thank you for letting me listen. Sure. And uh, with, that's supposed to be a radio joke because you can't stop me.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, we, well, well, you're well, like, welcome. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was like, you're welcome? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Also,
6: also, I wanted to apologize for not calling in as often as I should. Sarah from New Mexico seems to have put me to shame. Oh, and well, she'll do I'm that. going to do my best to remedy
2: that. Uh, what was your name again? Inconvenient teeth. Inconvenient teeth? Tooth. 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 I thought he said teeth. Tooth. Tooth. Like singular, like, okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, There's only one of me. So what's on your mind tonight?
6: Oh, just those things, mostly. Yeah? Okay. If you want me to throw something out there, I would would urge the listeners to take your kids out of public school.
4: I love that. Yep. Thank you. That's a great message. That's a little nugget of uh, wisdom. Yeah.
2: Yeah, all the people who say things like,
4: well, if your kid
2: doesn't go to school, they won't be normal. That's the point. <laughs> right. yeah.
4: But You're also, cool. like, have you seen public school kids? Like what? So what is our definition of, of normal? Because <laughs> there's like litter boxes in, yeah. in yeah. classrooms right, right now. So we've reached idiocracy. Yeah. Brought to you by Carl's <laughs> Jr. Uh,
6: the children would be better off
4: sitting around playing video games. Yeah. They'd learn more than they would in public school. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. The thing about learning is that it doesn't require uh, an institution. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> people, well, have been, uh, people have been learning like uh, all of their lives.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like compulsory, you know, institutionalized learning facilities are very much a new thing. You know, and and once you learn about the history of where these schools came from. Like the first it was Prussian. the Catholic First it was the Catholic Church, right? And they were just trying to get people to obey God and obey the church. And then, you know, it moved on to the state. And it's like, oh well, yeah. if we make this compulsory and we force people to send their kids here, we will have obedient you know, citizens, Workers. and they will <laughs> yeah. obey the state, and we will teach them the word of the state. It's very much about obedience and compliance, and it has nothing to do with education or learning.
2: John Taylor Gatto wrote some real good stuff tracing Absolutely. tracing the history of modern public schooling yep. uh, to the old Prussian system during mm-hmm. uh, World War I, yep. uh, where, like, what they were trying to develop was a way to uh, get... People to work in factories and get them trained up as quickly as possible with a minimal amount of time spent uh, teaching them how to, you know, pull the levers and, you know, turn the wheels and and that type of a thing. And so they found that this system of like, chairs in a row and you know somebody up at front with a stick and you know said an authoritarian (laughs) figure right going over the material was like the fastest way to train these factory employees Uh, and so when they found out that that worked and that people were just smart enough to pull the levers but not smart enough to question why yeah (laughs) uh, then all of a sudden governments were like hey this is interesting (laughs) we could use this we could do this to (laughs) our citizenry and keep them just dumb enough to keep electing us yeah but not smart enough to, you know, rebel right. against their Give, give their some drinking,
3: drinking phones with fluoride in it. Yeah, <laughs> well, outside. and that's
4: why so many people, when you start saying things like this, like, we don't need schools. Like, you can be educated outside of schools, and yeah. there are better, more efficient ways to do this mm-hmm. that don't involve imprisoning children. People freak out. Because this is one of my favorite topics, right? Yeah. So I, like, post a Facebook status, like, public schools are prisons, and then they people... Are and then people will comment on it and they're like they freak out they're like what do you mean how how are we going to educate the children and i even had uh i have one of my old Teachers from middle school on Facebook, and she commented on that status about public school. I was, I was oh, quoting Peter Gray yeah. in his book Free to Learn, and she goes, "Oh, does that make me a prison guard? Oh,
3: you're uh, just I, poking the hornet's nest, aren't you?"
4: And I didn't, I didn't want to. That's not I didn't really want to <laughs> get into it, you know, on Facebook comments. But I guess I'll get into it on the radio. Uh, and what I really wanted to say was, no, actually, you're far worse than a prison guard mm. because prisoners were. Allegedly, they did something wrong. They were convicted of a crime. The only pu- the only crime these children committed was that they are under the age of 18. Mm. So because of the compulsory schooling laws yep. in the United States, they are forced to be here against their will. Yep. I mean, the, the levels of hopelessness and the rates of suicide are higher than they were in World War II or the Great Depression. Mm. I mean, and these are like, this is real stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, if any of our listeners out there uh, you know, are, are willing to do a real life uh, comparison, go take a tour of your local prison Yeah. and then go take a tour of your local high school.
3: If they let you into the high school to take a tour, they probably won't.
2: Well, I mean... Yeah. Unless your child there's, goes there. There's, there's way. You could do it in the... Uh, what are you, you got to do it in an uh, the, audit the of you know. Know Oh, yeah, like uh, my, yeah, my, look sister, pictures, yeah. My, my sister's moving here and I just want to take a tour of the school so I can uh, tell her about... Yeah, you know, yeah there's they way, use there's pictures, ways.
4: same ceilings, yeah. same bricks on the wall, same flooring. Uh,
2: they use yeah. the same uh, uh, suppliers for yeah. uh, school lunches as they do prison food.
4: Yep, it's not by accident.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, like, these are all government contracts, right? Uh, there's a whole lot of similarity uh, between what uh, schools do and what prisons do because the thing about government is as an institution it only knows one thing and that's force that's coercion yeah. right so you're talking about uh you know uh, uh oh, i'm trying to remember the truancy officers <laughs> right right these are the guys that come around and make sure your kids are in school yeah right? oh you didn't say, how come Oh, did you know that it's illegal for you not to send them to school yeah. and all this kind of thing? And it's
3: up to the parents to fight back against it. But is crap. it really illegal to not send your kid to school?
4: Well, they have to be registered as and you can even do unschooling like you don't yeah. need to have like any sort of homeschooling curriculum as long. And it depends. State yeah, but by you can as long as you fill out the state paperwork, they just need to your kids to be on the record.
2: Right. You can't just not send your kids to school. That's, you have to opt that's out. illegal. You have to opt out with the paperwork. <laughs> well, they'll,
4: they'll send. They'll send people to kidnap your children, right? And if possibly
2: you, do you as well, right?
4: Yeah, and possibly and you. We as know well, they yeah. can
2: do that. Uh, inconvenient tooth comments. Yes,
6: uh, I would like to say further that I think a lot of people know exactly how bad the public school system is, and they just keep using it because it's a free babysitter. But yeah. I would say that it's going to be easier to just cut that now get your kids out than it is to deal with the aftermath of indoctrinating them that way for that long. Get your kids out.
2: I couldn't
4: agree more. I I agree as well. And uh, I think most people are indoctrinated themselves, so they don't see anything wrong with the system. A lot of people don't think the way that that we think, I suppose. Um, So they don't see anything wrong with public school. But I do think any freedom-minded person, any libertarian anarchist leaning person, probably most of the listeners of this show if your kids are in public school like you might really want to think about it I, but, like th- this is if this isn't public school this is a government. Indoctr- indoctrination center. It really is. You know, imagine, that's what it
2: is. Imagine if uh, your children had to go to a place uh, five days a week for 12 years where everything was branded Nike. Yeah. Right. I pledge allegiance to the swoosh <laughs> of the United Shoes or, you know, whatever kind of thing. And, you know, the bell goes off. OK, Nike kids, it's time for you to go to your next Nike class. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, are your kids going to be predisposed? Are your kids going to be brainwashed to yeah. believe that Nike is all powerful and all good and all things Nike? Yeah. And they couldn't uh-huh. possibly be. Bad. Of course, they're they not
4: going to want to wear Adidas. The difference,
2: <laughs> the difference between the mafia and the government is is that the mafia doesn't have a 12-year indoctrination uh, program to put your kids through to make them believe that the mafia is doing good, but Mm -hmm. the state does. And that's why everybody thinks that the state is okay, that public education, government education, that is, uh, is okay. Any other thoughts there, uh, Tooth? Uh, Nope, that's it. I'll let you guys get back to it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Call us again sometime. Don't let, don't let Sarah in New Mexico you know,
4: <laughs> shame you too me, bad. You too well, much. we haven't yeah. heard from her in a while.
2: It's been a while, yeah. Perhaps. I think she's
3: still working on her uh, pyramid scheme.
4: Oh, yeah.
7: The, she might be really busy with that,
3: yeah. yeah. Is that more of a triangle scheme at
7: this point? Um, Is it, yeah, I think it will be
3: two-dimensional, yeah. I mean, it's not really a pyramid. It's more like a triangle. Like, you're at the top, and all your friends are at the bottom. So it's a... Well,
4: someone's school. at the top, but yeah. I don't think it's uh, right. It's, it's
3: probably the know. owner of the company, and you're kind of in the if middle. It's,
4: it's not Sarah or the girl you went to high school with. It's, no. it's yeah. somebody else is at the top.
3: <laughs> the CEO. I'm, I'm just trying to think of
2: other like parallels to to public school that that I can prison. draw. I mean, it, prison. Yes, um, it's definitely. Uh, well, it's monopolistic. It, it's a brainwash camp. And it,
4: and it definitely, yeah, and it definitely, I mean, it carries on from public school to then like the 40-hour work week, yeah. where... Kids that go to public school are very are a lot less likely to start their own business or be entrepreneurs yes. than kids that were homeschooled.
2: Yes, mm. kids uh, homeschooled kids also attend college earlier absolutely, and more yeah. right. and more successfully. Well,
4: and that is a common misconception because people that's the big thing, right? College, college, college. Even though we all know that college doesn't mm. guarantee you a, a job or a well paying job. Yep. Guarantees you um, debt. Guarantees you debt, absolutely for sure. <laughs> Um, but people, a lot of parents are very concerned about their kids getting into a good college. That's a very big concern. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my thoughts of that are irrelevant at this point. But uh, a, homeschooled kids absolutely can qualify to go to college. There are homeschooled kids that have gotten into Harvard and other Ivy League oh, yeah. colleges. There are ways, and they actually have special um, like registration processes for homeschooled kids in some colleges are actually seeking out homeschooled kids because they want that sort of diversity in their college. And a lot of kids that were homeschooled thrive in that college environment and they are still able to get very good grades and you (laughs) enter enter the workforce. And a lot of the times, like you mentioned, no, they're going to college at 14, 16 years old. They're graduating early. It's almost like They're at more of an advantage. And the other common misconception is that a lot of people feel that they're too dumb to homeschool their kids or that they don't have the capabilities. And the beautiful thing about children are they are so inquisitive. Children are natural learners. So you can just give your like, let your kid be the guide of what they are learning. And I promise you, they will learn everything they need to on their own timeline. Well oh, guess of,
2: what? You're gonna learn something on the way too if you're home. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they will
4: teach you so many things as well. I mean it's a it's a great thing and, and unfortunately I think a lot of the hurdles people face is that I mean the economy. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of household needs to be a, a two income household, especially if now you have dependents to feed and clothe yeah. and all of those things. So um, I understand that there are some very legitimate hurdles, but I also understand like most people are living, living beyond their means. And I've seen people completely change their lives, downscale things sure. and live a more like simple wholesome life, yeah. so to speak, to be able to give their kids that home that opportunity to get them out of public schools yeah. and give them a real education. And
2: that's a real advantage, a real opportunity. Having one stay-at-home parent uh, is a far greater advantage to any child mm-hmm. than yeah. having zero stay-at-home parents and sending them to daycare and sending them off to the, the, the government babysitter known mm-hmm, as right. public schooling. Yeah. Uh, it Like, I mean, do the research for yourself, but that evidence has been out there for some time. Uh, it's just commonly ignored because yeah. people don't want to put the effort in. It's yeah. People want to take the path of least resistance, and that is, oh, the government says I should send my kids to public school. They don't want to put any effort into it. And really, you're right. You, you don't have to be a teacher, you just no. have to be an encourager. Yeah. You have to, when your child finds something that they're drawn to, that they're attracted to, a subject, a, a, you know, anything, right? Encourage them to explore and that give subject them, yeah. give them
4: the resources yes. like that's the biggest thing it's not you don't have to teach them they will learn themselves Absolutely. but but give them the resources like if my kid was interested in architecture well let's bring them to an architect like i'm sure we yeah, can right. find somebody in the community and a lot of people love children and love to just teach yep. and it's like oh i'll teach you how to you know what i mean like yep. just just simple things like that it doesn't have to be so serious or so stressful or so strict and they algebra
3: yeah. do you need algebra no
4: i don't I mean, also <laughs> like youtube i mean this is the I future like but you're you're the kids and they're so they're just sponges and they can learn so quickly so you put a kid in front of a computer you don't even need to teach him how to use it maybe put like parental blocks or something but they'll figure it out themselves
2: yeah i was gonna say um uh you know i'm a, a man of age i'm over 50 i'm 51 mm-hmm. now and uh, you know Okay, I might be, uh, I, I lean into tech pretty heavily and have most yeah. of my life, but there are people way younger than me that are far more technical than me this, at this point in space and time. However, even to this day, I myself and other people of my age have figured out how to learn stuff. For example, right. uh, you know, uh, something uh, something goes wrong and you're like, oh, man, how do I fix this? You go right. to the YouTube. Right. Yeah. I can't oh. tell you how many times a, a week, a month that people have been like, yeah, man, this thing happened. And then I went and I searched online and like, oh, there <laughs> it was there's like five videos yeah. on how to yep. fix this thing. And bam, bam, bam. I went, bought the part and I put it in and now it's fixed. Right and like, but that's how people. That's how people of age learn. Imagine how fast children learn. Oh yeah. Right.
4: right. Absolutely.
2: Like they're gonna they're gonna pick that up. They're gonna absorb it like a sponge. They're gonna internalize it. All of the. Imagine like when I was growing up, you had to like look stuff up in the encyclopedia.
4: Yeah, yeah. You had to find <laughs> hope, right. a book or a hope person that to it talk
2: was, to. That it was a recent edition yeah. of the encyclopedia. Yeah, right. <laughs> If I had had the world's knowledge at my fingertips yeah. on a magic rectangle in my pocket. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, school is completely unnecessary. Uh, all of the things you need to learn, the basics of learning, right? Reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? The three R's, as they mm-hmm. call it, even right. though one of them's an A. Uh, <laughs> they can't can spell it It right. takes a very small period of time to teach a human being how to read, how to write, and how to do math. It takes yep. a very small period of time. The rest of the 12 years that the government is subjecting your children to is all brainwashing. It's well, all indoctrination. It's,
4: it's wasted time is what it is it's just oh you know in kindergarten we all line up and hold hand like and then you Mm. have to waste time this kid is being scolded because he can't sit still because you're forcing him to sit in a chair all day and he's five and there's a lot of time that's just spent filling time well so if you're if you're just letting your kid learn on their own they will learn these concepts in so much less time And then they will get to be free to play the rest of the day like they're supposed to, they're kids.
2: And public schools teach to the median Right? yeah they, they don 't teach to to the highest aptitude or the lowest aptitude. they teach to the the average of the class yep. mm-hmm. right, and this slows down the faster kids and it also leaves behind the slower kids because it 's too fast for them yep. right there 's so little specialization going on that they 're trying to shove everybody into this homogeneous box with a time limit on it now i don 't <laughs> yeah. know about you, but like when I started playing guitar, for example. Uh, I didn't sit around for like 50 minutes and, you know, learn about the guitar and like pick up some tablature and try and figure it song and then put it down and go do something else. No, I would spend hours, Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. whole days, even like on the weekends or whatever, right? Just going through, figuring out, oh, this is how you play this or this is the, you know, the right notes to hit here, or, you know, find, you know, how to cover a song or get some tutelage somewhere from somebody else. Uh, but I, I did that all on my own. Get right. I, I didn't. You know, there wasn't this forty-five minute period with which I did this thing, and a bell went off, and I was like, "Okay, erase my mind, on to the next thing." Right? That's not how people learn. That is the antithesis of learning. Right. Well, when
3: when a kid gets into something, they are into it. Oh yeah. Like my kids, like they're into Legos, and that's all they did was Legos or fishing or what, and they just glob onto that. Right. And they just want to become an expert at that. So. Like now, if if I wanna learn about something, I I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, hey, you wanna learn about guitar, you wanna learn about you're whatever you're interested in. Right, and right? you do as much research, you try to get as much information as possible. Yeah.
4: If you're not interested in something that you're learning, it's you're work. not gonna you're <laughs> not gonna yeah, it's work. Yeah. You're not gonna remember it, you're not gonna retain it. But if you're a good student, you know, you might get an A on the test because you memorized it. But the majority of what kids are learning in public school they forget yeah. before summer vacation.
2: Oh yeah. 603 283 6160 is the number. If you would like to call and talk about whatever's on your mind, you can comment on anything we've been talking about or change the subject. It's up to you. It's free talk live. More coming up, including a number two story.
7: Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help.
2: back.
8: USA News Update. Americans are being told to expect an election year in 2024, perhaps unlike they have ever seen or experienced before. First Lady Michelle Obama told the On Purpose podcast with Jay Shetty recently, she's very concerned about how things could play out. She says leaders matter.
4: Who speaks for us? Who holds that bully pulpit? It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted.
8: Concerns are raised as the question of whether the January 6th U.S. Capitol riots rose to the level of an insurrection including former president trump's involvement in it it is a question now being placed before the u.s supreme court and blizzard conditions continue in parts of the plain states early today there's a larger winter storm that continues to dump snow on other parts of the midwest from chicago illinois west to kansas city missouri and areas north there could be as much as a half a foot of snow in some places i'm ryan daniels
7: usa news wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated
1: The complete website is ShopSuperT.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, com. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Freetalk Live.
2: there was some sort of I don't know, slogan-y type catchphrase that we could invent to let people know when we are indeed back. Like, like a if, piece of music or something? If only there was that... some, well, like a catchphrase if you will. You know, something I mean, like, like three letters or yeah, shorter. You know, less than four say, letters uh, in a way to let them know.
4: We could say, we're uh, and we're back.
2: Every yeah, time we come back That like, wouldn't work. <laughs> That's a good that's, idea. That's
4: too
3: that's too simple.
2: Sounds like a bit much. Yeah, we'll consider it. It is Free Talk Live with the telephone number 603-283-6160. <laughs> that's right.
3: That number again is
2: 0 <laughs> 603-283-6160. Oh. The number is O. Why does he sing the last number? I don't know. He's like a a crazy person. (laughs) Uh, In the studio tonight, it's me, Brother Captain, Brother Steve Classic.
4: And Sister Nikki.
2: (laughs) Let's go to the phones right away. We have Ricky from the Commonwealth calling. Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Thank you there, Brother Captain. Brother Steve Sister Nikki, good evening.
4: <laughs> good evening.
5: <laughs> Yo. <laughs> well, you know You know what's funny? I heard you talking about the public school system. Now, Sister Nikki will remember me talking in the past when she used to do Wednesdays with Miss Bonnie. And, you know, I'm sitting here with my battle flag. It made me think of this. The Civil War, the way they approached it. You see, it's very interesting. Now, see, here's my theory why you have this sudden upsurge of chronic depression and suicides amongst these young people. See, when I was a young person, I took the opportunity to speak to older people. Now, there was a woman lived right next to me in the half a double I grew up in, and she told me what it was like here in Pennsylvania uh, when it came to the Civil War, and she was 86, and she died in, like, 1985. Now, the fact of the matter is, so I knew this as a young person. I'm in kindergarten, and the reality is it checked out because I was a bookworm. Now, here's the problem. You see, when I was in kindergarten, I was either at a level where I completed the second grade. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was in the sixth grade, I was at a high school level. And by the time I was at high school, I was at a college level. And I can see where these young kids are getting this way because imagine this. Now, I could have been one of these kids. So by the time we got to the Civil War, which in my case was early on, you know, they had an interesting approach. I really didn't talk much about it. Maybe I had a lie or two for a spin, and then we just move on. The word Confederacy was never mentioned. Now, my neighbor confirmed how it was. They were split here, and no doubt, in 1864, November to be exact, we almost joined the Confederacy. And I can see how these young kids, these people are supposed to be mentors, they're teachers, but here they're lying to them, mm-hmm. so they're getting depressed and even worse, self-destructive. That's my theory.
2: Well, and you got to remember Why, too, these children. Yeah, you got to remember too. Uh, you know, the the victors of wars write the history books, right? And yes. so then, yeah. and so then, if the institutions. Uh, of those war victors, uh, then use that uh, as brainwashing material, why you know they can literally change uh, everybody's thoughts on, on history. Right. It, it,
5: it's amazing you say that, because, see, this is where you have the, this major thing. Now, and I spoke recently about Nikki Haley, and that was a set-up question. The question was, what started the Civil War? Well, if so that question she answered correctly... Now, the second question was what was it about. Now, she did not speak much about it, and I could see why, because it was a setup, and she knew it. Now, they're still trying to pump that, and the reality is, how about this, the worst part? It was over the land. That's why 400,000 Confederate and 200,000 Union died. Lincoln said he would kill everyone on both sides for the Union. He sure as hell wasn't going to do it on slavery. That wasn't even a thought until 1863. Mm -hmm. Lincoln was a white supremacist tyrannical son of a bitch
4: he didn't care and that it just sounds nice right like oh it was for slavery you know and it's a way it's a way to
5: kind of um, people for that yeah i mean i mean come on people use your common sense
4: but it was a a way to other people the confederacy it was a a way to make the confederacy seem like the bad guys the slave owners the plantation owners and it was a way to make the union look good Well, the North
5: had twice as many slaves. That's why their military was so powerful, because they were all in the military. The rest of them down in the South, they were down the plantations to the end of the war, and they were still down there. When the Union came down and said, get the hell out, and then they got screwed over ultimately again. Yeah. Yeah,
4: absolutely. There's a a lot of lies that are taught in public schools. And I want to touch upon, again, how you were speaking to communicating with older folks in a community and I I think that is so valuable to have interactions with grandparents but also other older folks in the community yes. because they do hold a lot of wisdom and they they hold, you know, a lot of information about the old ways you know and especially in the age that we're in right now where things are changing so rapidly there are so there's so much wisdom that's being lost and I feel like the, the government through these schools, it, it's not by accident that the family unit is being torn apart and separated, mm. and a lot of kids kind of think nowadays, like, old people are stupid, they're crazy, like, they don't know what they're talking about, And and really, like, Older people in a community, like that's where the wisdom is. Like that's who should be right. teaching the children. But yeah. instead, you have some twenty-five-year-old teacher who is like, te- you know what I mean? And right. I, I don't. You know, what experience
3: I, do they have? Right.
4: Well, it, exactly. So, like, if you're going to have a teacher, shouldn't it be an older person with right. much more life experience? Well, and, and
2: you want to look at too before the Prussian style system yeah. was implemented. Uh, most of the schoolhouses that existed uh, did what they call teaching down. Yeah. right? So, it, you know, there wasn't this, oh, well, if you're in this grade, you're over here, and you're separate from all the other kids, except maybe doing recess. No, there was a right? lot yeah. of age mixing. Right? Yeah. There was a whole bunch of age mixing, and in fact, the teachers would rely on the older students who had already learned a whole bunch of stuff to help them teach yeah. down, right, to the younger kids. Now, what does that do for the older kids? Well, it reinforces everything that have already learned, but it also teaches them a much more valuable skill, which is how to teach. Right.
4: Yeah. Well, and a responsibility of mentoring a younger person. There's right. a school in Massachusetts called the Sudbury Valley School. It's yes. in Sudbury, Massachusetts, and they use an unschooling model. So there's a lot of age mixing going yes. on and the kids are allowed to like choose choose their path and learning and they have a lot of freedom. Um, and they'll notice that in in this particular school and, and in a lot of other settings, Things like this, the kids like the older kids will find a, a child that's a few years younger than them and they will mentor them Yeah, and they mm-hmm. will become very protective of the child and they will kind of become like a mentor. And it teaches kids uh, there's a lot less bullying in these situations because you're less likely to bully someone that's younger than you than a peer that's your same age. Right. It teaches them how to have responsibility to care for somebody that's younger, the skills of teaching and passing along that knowledge. I mean, there's so many really beneficial things that come from age mixing yep. that just doesn't happen in public school because you're with all nine-year-olds and you know you have to teach the state curriculum and the teachers don't even have freedom to teach the kids what they want to teach or the subjects because it's all about the state mandatory testing and making sure the kids can score high enough on those mandatory testing so you get a
2: raise well exactly so they get a raise there's a stigma associated too uh, with this sort of like the, uh, the age in betweeners, right? So, uh, if you're like just on the cusp of the school year with your birthday or whatever, you might be a grade behind because yeah. your birthday hasn't happened, even though right. all of your peers are in a grade ahead of you. And then yeah, it's just this
4: arbitrary date that they just chose, right? Yeah.
2: And then if you don't graduate, quote unquote, to the next grade with you know your chosen set of their chosen set of your peers, right? Then you're made to feel like a failure because yep. you didn't keep up with the rest of the nine-year-olds or whatever it is right yeah. mm-hmm. and that's that's the antithesis of learning that's punishing somebody for something that is out of their control it's age discrimination it totally is yeah
5: Ricky Well, it's funny, I've said many, many times, all the state is, is a strong-arm extension of the federal government. The federal government like to hide, and the state like to hide in different ways. And it reminds me of your earlier caller, the first caller. He shouldn't be surprised, because that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. The state's doing the dirty work. The federal government, the good guys in this, you see, we're not at fault here. It's not us, of course. It's the state, and it's all confusing. There's nothing confusing about it.
3: Well, if the state state picks up all the work, I'm sure the federal government can just write him a check, and that's probably what the state wants. No
5: doubt. Hey, you said it. I didn't, uh, Brother
3: Steve. (laughs) Well, that's true. That's just an educated guess. Yeah.
2: Hey, Ricky, thank thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. I want to circle back to, well, the number one story before we get to the number two story. Uh, Steve reminded me that we really haven't talked about it very much, but... Uh, we interrupted the program we did it was important it was great and it was a great it first hour again. it was really good um america that's the united states has borrowed one trillion dollars since the start of football season uh since september let's just say how many
3: zeros are in a trillion
2: oh. Oh. i honestly
4: a lot seven
2: <laughs> i i oh oh no oh no Uh oh
4: uh, must be the storm.
2: uh yeah, yeah, the lights have been flickering. Ugh. We may still be live. We are... We may still we be live. We might still be well, live. we got flickering I'm lights,
4: the, and I can't hear in my headphones, there. so...
3: Yeah. All right, Something so if you're listening, if you're still hearing our voices, we're getting flickering lights up here with we're us. We're waiting.
4: Is this what they were talking about with the snow city? in New England?
3: <laughs> yeah. They tried to warn, no, all the Floridians
4: storm. tried to warn us about this, but we didn't listen. Or maybe we just lost our headphone feed, uh,
3: I don't no. know. No. I mean, that's kind of what I was hoping. All right, so uh, the captain has to take over the uh, the starship here. Okay, okay. So,
4: <laughs> anyways, how, how many zeros is this in a how trillion? Many, I, I don't My know. My guess was seven because there's six in a million.
3: But then um, then you get to oh, a billion, then so a thousand nine? billion? I don't know. But I did the math. If you divide, if you divide a trillion by the, the, the football season, which is roughly four months, it's, two, it's $250 billion a month. And it was like, I don't know, then divide that by 30 days. It's, I don't know, five or six billion a day. That's crazy. In borrowing, you know, so who is, is it the Federal Reserve that's like...
4: I also don't really love the word borrowing in this case. Automatically,
3: I can
4: tell. You know what I mean? Because where well, they're borrowing it from the Federal Reserve, so essentially they're just printing more money. Like, who, they're not actually... Borrowing Borrowing
3: it, they're just destroying the
4: economy worse than it already. Well, they're loaning
3: it into existence. That's how money is made. It's loaned. Well, that
4: yeah, that's how fiat currency is made. So it's loaned
3: to the federal government a trillion, and then magically more money has to come back to the bank. You know, a trillion uh, and a half has to come back, or whatever, a trillion and a billion. You know, interest payment of a billion.
4: So, and considering we're how many, how many trillion dollars? In I day? think it was 30 About
3: four, 35? 30 34. We just passed the thirty-four trillion.
4: So, uh, that, I don't know if it's going to come back
3: at that pace. I think <laughs> by next year at this time, we'll be at forty trillion, roughly. Yeah. And like, where, where, where is the? Uh, you know, is it fifty trillion? A hundred trillion? Do we? Is there? What's after a trillion?
1: A quadrillion
4: can we be 30 A gazillion gazillion a we're a gazillion dollars in debt and that's the thing it's like when are people going to finally admit that the system has failed is it is it when we're a gazillion dollars I, I, de- I like they, these are made up numbers because at one point in time they were unfathomable right even a trillion and now
3: it was like a trillion dollars like wow that's a lot of money and now it's like I yeah, mean, 34 maybe, trillion no big deal
4: Maybe the US could take a page out of Venezuela's book and um, just, they just kept taking the currency back and then like changing it. Like, oh, this is the new currency. And they would just like take away, like take slash a zero, off a bunch of, of zeros. zeros. Right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is the new. I forget what their currency was called, but oh, this is the new whatever. Or whatever yeah. 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 This is the new one. And they pesos. would just slash off like four zeros from right. it. They'd make everybody, you know, bring their money back to the bank and then. Reinstitute the new money that was...
3: Well, that's always the fear. is like they're going to do it on a long weekend, like a Thanksgiving weekend, where you can't get your money Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, banks are closed. We're going to revalue the currency. Yeah. And that's why people are like, well, store cash. Like, well, what good is cash going to do? You know, you've got to store value. And the thing is, like, what, what I'm doing with extra money, besides buying lumber is buying durable goods that will last a long time. Buying good quality goods. Because that's worth more. Yeah. If you have that, you know, if you buy with today's dollars It it will hold its value, I think, longer as inflation goes up.
4: And I think that is good advice because, especially where we have all of these goods, I mean, food is becoming more and more expensive. Ammunition is becoming more, and everything is becoming more and more and more expensive to the point where it's going to be unattainable. And we've seen this happen in other countries where the economy really tanks, and then a loaf of bread is like fifty dollars, and people can't even afford to eat. They're literally starving in the streets. Right. And I mean, I hate to be all doom and gloom, but it does seem like this is kind of the direction mm-hmm. that the United States is going in.
3: It's it's the McDonald's. What was it? The McDonald's Big Mac. The, the cost of the Big Mac basically, yeah. basically tells you where the economy is going. Yeah. Because and right know, now it's like what, like twenty dollars? We yeah, we talked about this, like so. you know, how much is a is a Happy Meal or whatever? It's like eight or ten dollars a Big Mac value meal. I don't know, eighteen dollars, crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. So I I just saw um. Someone posted something like we were talking about. You saw something on Facebook, but someone posted that they just spent forty-two dollars for two hamburgers and fries what? at Five
4: Guys. At Five Guys, right? So
3: you think, all right, you're going to go out for forty-two
4: dollars? Four- that's still like expensive. That's like bucks. a restaurant, like a sit-down restaurant meal. In yeah, Five Guys, I mean, it's it's a step above McDonald's, right? But it's still, I mean, that's still fast food. It should still be fast food prices.
3: Yeah. But, you know, if you think about, you know, going to the grocery store, like, I get to spend you know, yeah. $40. If you, if you took that same $40 and said, I'm going to make hamburgers, you could probably, yeah. I don't know, at the grocery store, you could probably make eight burgers or 10 yeah. burgers instead of buying two. Yeah. So you're basically, you're, you're, you're basically paying for someone to wash your dishes. And at yeah, a fast basically. food joint, there are no dishes. So what are you paying for? The convenience of someone cooking yeah. a subpar quality burger?
4: I mean, that's typically how it always is, though. I mean, and that's why... Uh
3: I think, Captain, I think we might be back.
4: Hopefully. (laughs) We're not uh, back. And we're back. (laughs) And we're not back. We're not back. (laughs) But, I mean, that's typically just how restaurant and eating out, eating always is.
3: Someone's cooking your food. Someone's washing your dishes.
4: And that's kind of why, you know, typically I don't even like to eat out because I always feel like I could make it better for cheaper at home.
3: And And if you make it at home, you're not paying tax on your meal yeah which in new hampshire is eight and a half percent it's one that's that's, crazy that's the tax
4: tax us somewhere yeah exactly
3: well you know you want to go or they could just not (laughs) i know in connecticut the the restaurant tax is one percent higher than the sales tax because connecticut has a sales tax new hampshire doesn't yeah but still i mean you're paying eight and a half percent over what your meal is so yeah
4: and that also is. like that's something that people actually don't really consider most of the time when they're calculating those costs, right. People rarely think about the tax because it is rolled into the total. I remember when I was in California because at this point, I was so used to living in New Hampshire with no sales tax <laughs> that's right. um, and even, I, so I was in LA County, and they, I forget what the sales tax was, but I think it was like nine percent or something like astronomical. Well, it's a state, um, it's a
3: state tax and a county tax. Yes, right? like I think yes. New York is the same way.
4: So the county tax in LA County was, basically, I was I was buying something that was twenty dollars, and I knew it was twenty dollars of the price. So I went to scan it. That was the only thing I was buying, and then she charged me for like, more, like twenty three, twenty four, twenty six dollars, something like that. And I was like, I don't really care about like the few bucks, but I just want to let you know, like that's what it was priced at. I'm being overcharged. Like it just wasn't. Right. I'm like, I'm not really gonna fight you about it, but just to let you know, I was just mentioning it to the cashier, mm-hmm. uh, and she said, "Oh, that's a tax." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you didn't hear me. Like it was like three dollars <laughs> on $20. twenty dollars." And she's like, "Yeah, that's that's just that's the, the tax. tax." Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. And then I went and did the math. I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah, it was almost like 10% Wow! for the tax. I think they had had the highest tax in the country. But even so, and it's like all of those people that live there, I mean, a ton, millions of people live Every in LA day. County.
3: Every day. They're and
4: I'm them. sure all those people, I mean, that's a very rich area to live. So I'm sure they're spending a ton of money and they're just paying all of these taxes without even thinking about it. It just gets rolled into the total. Right. And they don't even think about it.
3: Well, I, I I bought some stuff in Connecticut, and I'm I'm dealing with a vendor there, and I wasn't dealing with my regular salesperson salesman. Um, so the the kid said, um, well, it's uh, it was it came up like two hundred dollars, and he says it's two hundred and twelve dollars. I said, well, you know, I, I'm shipping this stuff to New Hampshire. There's no sales tax. He goes, yeah. well, you have to pay the sales tax.
4: Not and if I you're sa- shipping it to New I, Hampshire. I technically, said, yeah, I, said, I mean, you don't, I know, on Amazon, right.
3: Well, this is uh, this was in Connecticut. So anyway, yeah,
4: yeah, it
3: was through a vendor, but not through Amazon. But he said um, no, but
4: still, I mean, like the point right. is typically where you're shipping it, right. Is so whether ed- you... right? So I'm trying to
3: educate the kid on yeah. no sales tax, and I, I, you know he may or may not have known this. But so I, so he goes, it's, well, it's only twelve dollars. Yeah, said to so I said,
4: well, yeah, but it's twelve dollars for the state. I mean, right? So I said, well, it's only twelve dollars. Give me twelve dollars,
3: and he was like, well, oh. Well, I don't, I didn't see it that way. I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, it's that way. Yeah. So
4: No, and that's the thing too in it and it's not about the $12, right? It's about where the $12 where <laughs> is going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was like my point with the phone charger or whatever I was buying. I was like, I don't love Walmart as a corporation. I don't think, you know, I don't love giving them my money. You know, I'd rather right. give my money to like a mom and pop store or a friend or something. But giving $3 to Walmart feels a lot better, or or the lumberyard or wherever you're, you know, the, right. the supplier you're talking about, giving $3 to a business feels a lot better than giving $3 to, to the, the state. Government. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. that's just, like, ammo that they're going right. to use to, like, shoot little kids overseas. Right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, that is funding the war machine. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Walmart or Amazon, but they're not actively murdering people as far as i know
3: but they are holding you out know? it's funny because if you're a business and you're charging sales tax you're basically the, the state is employing you to take money yeah and then they you know then you have to do all the paperwork to report yeah. that money
4: and that's actually a great way that's a great way to put it it's like the um
3: they should kick back some money to you hey thanks for doing our work for us
4: yeah <laughs> well and that's back. like um you know back in Back in the day in, you know, early America where they would have to have the tax man come physically from town to town to collect (laughs) the the tax tax revenue, the tax collector. Yeah. Now all of this stuff is automated. But, you know, if your family's starving and the tax collector comes and he's like, you owe me this much money and you don't have it. I mean, and that's where a lot of, you know, turbulence started in early America. Right. Because people were more concerned with feeding their families, and you know, that you know, the the English come and they're like, you know, we need money from you, and they're demanding money from you, and you don't have it. Mm -hmm. But now it's just people are so conditioned.
3: Well, it's also, you know, if you look at if you have a regular job and you get uh, tax taken out of your check. Yeah. A little bit. The
4: the thirty percent right. or so, so.
3: Right. So you know you have FICA, Social Security, yeah. all the other little associated money that comes out of your check and people don't see that. Yeah. And then that's like, I'm getting money back from the government in April.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, they stole that from you and now right. somehow they owe you.
3: Right. So as so as being self employed, you have to write that check every quarter and yeah. send it to the United States Treasury. Yeah. And if everyone had to write a check quarterly to the United States Treasury Yeah. That's actually true.
4: I think people would feel a lot differently about it. Right.
3: They're seeing like a $3,000, $5,000 check. Like, what?
4: But even I remember when I was 16 years old and I got my first job and I looked at my pay stub and I did the math out, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm making this, this much money per hour. Right. So I knew what to expect. I did the simple math in my head.
3: $10 an hour, 30 hours. I'm getting 300 bucks.
4: Exactly. I knew how much money I was supposed to make. Yeah. and then I looked at the paycheck and I'm like well they shorted me a lot
3: 264 bucks
4: you no know, like this is a this is a <laughs> lot less and then they have the breakdown and and I- at that point, because this is the stuff they don't teach you in public school, right? right? So I had no clue how much money was being taken out of my paycheck. Mind you, I'm 16 years old, working in a minimum wage job. I don't have benefits. I'm on my mom's health insurance. Like I'm not paying into all of the other things. This was just tax. And it was close to three to a third of my, uh, my paycheck. All right,
3: you're listening to Free Talk Live as the captain is uh, continuously plugging things in. Hopefully, we're still uh, still hanging in there. Uh, give us a call back, 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up after this.
0: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why.